You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 143 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and as always, we have a very exciting guest this week uh, and an exciting episode. Believe it or not, this week, we have the youngest performer on the podcast this week that we've ever had on the show before, but y'all are going to love this episode. I mean, he is such a uh, fantastic talker. Um, He's so intelligent for his age, and um, it's kind of like, I don't know, it just reminds me of like how mature you kind of, and how quickly you kind of have to grow up to, uh, you know, be on Broadway and kind of be a kid in the performing arts world and kind of put yourself in other shoes. And it just takes a really special person. And, and this kid, he really put it all into perspective today. And I can't wait for you all to listen to him and uh, his stories. We have a newly, uh, yeah, I guess newly award, a Grammy award winning performer on the show today, Walter Russell III, who you may know as Little Michael Jackson on the podcast this week, which is so exciting. What what a what a talent this kid is, and what a what a just person he is, and an artist. Uh, it's really incredible, and um, I was really impressed with this kid, and I know you all will be too. So I'm excited for you to uh, listen to the episode and and share it with you all. So before we do that, though, we got to talk about some Broadway news. I mean, there's not there's not a crazy amount to talk about, but there is some important things to talk about. So um, I'll start off by saying congratulations to Bad Cinderella, the cast and the company of Bad Cinderella, uh, for doing their first preview this week, this past week, since the last time I recorded. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. We, they, they haven't like officially opened yet. So there's still time for like changes and everything. So we haven't really gotten like official reviews from like the New York Times or anything like that. But, you know, I am on theater Twitter and I, I, I like to, you know, get other people's takes on it. And, you know, it's really been a love hate relationship with this show. You either love it or you either hate it. And I, I'm just excited to see the show. I think there's a lot to be excited about with this show. And I mean, it's got a great cast and there's a lot of friends of mine in the show. So um, I can't wait to have them on the podcast and talk to them about the show. I obviously want to see the show before that happens, but uh, it will be coming. So stay tuned for that. Bad Cinderella, you know, you you probably have your own thoughts about it. And um, I, I'm just excited to see it, to formulate my own thought about it, uh, my own thoughts and feelings about it. And uh, I also... While we are saying congratulations, want to congratulate the casting company of Parade. In particular, uh, our Take a Bow family members, Douglas Lyons. Um, we had Michaela Diamond, Jay Armstrong Johnson. I'm sure there's been more, but congratulations to all of you. And I can't wait to to talk to more people uh, in the show about the show and about the events that happened outside of the theater uh, on Tuesday, February 21st, which was in fact their first preview. Of course, we there are we were reminded that there is still evil in the world. Um, the National Socialists Movement, a neo-Nazi hate group, it was protesting outside of the Broadway revival on its first preview, stating that you know Leo Frank was a pedophile. Here, I'll, I'll actually play you the clip. 
Um, but they they had their own take on it, and they were coming up to um, their audience members that you know how like you go to a show and you're like waiting to get into the lobby and you're like scanning the tickets and they have to check your bags and all of that thing and you're waiting in line for that. So while people, the audience members were waiting in line for that, um, you know there were people with signs holding signs that said uh, that Leo Frank was a pedophile and, uh, you know, they, they're just not uh, in favor of Leo Frank. Granted, he was Jewish. And so there's that to keep in mind when listening to this video. But uh, this is uh, one of the members of the group were walking around and approaching audience members saying this. So there's that. Um, he was saying that you do you want to learn the truth about what you're seeing tonight? You're going to worship and support a pedophile, which is simply not true. Because as we all know, he was the case was found uh, not guilty. Leo Frank was found not guilty of all of this, and this was kind of set up in not favor of a Jewish man uh, back in the days of anti-Semitism and all the things. So um, crazy story and crazy event. With that being said, I wanted to just reinforce. Everything that's been said, uh, the company and the creative teams uh, of Parade and beyond, uh, just across Broadway, really, have handled the situation with with such professionalism. They've done a really great job, and they've kind of encouraged everyone, you know, you will be safe coming to this show. They are going to have more security so that, you know, audience members, they, they won't be approached or anything like that um none of that will happen and um they will do their best to uh, avoid and protect all of their audience members and and avoid any hate that may come this way but um as the cast said i want to reinforce their message and just them reminding us you know this is still going on in the world and it's just a reminder to them and it should be a reminder to all of us of why this story is so important. And I'm going to say, like, take a listen again to our episode with Michaela Diamond, because Michaela Diamond was the only episode that we've had um, that we actually talked about Parade and this production of Parade. And and just the fact that, you know, this show in, in the 90s was just so ahead of its time. And... Um, you know, we still lived in a higher, um, you know, there was more anti-Semitism going on back then uh, than there is nowadays. But we like to think nowadays that that's kind of over. And, you know, this was an excuse of like, this is why we're telling the story right now, because it's not over. And it's kind of reminding us about all of that. And it's reminding us how powerful this piece really is and how, you know, this still has, uh, this is still a story that needs to be told and people still uh, aren't aware of it. So it's, it's a tough thing. And, you know, it's, I apologize. Like, I don't know. It's weird because I want to like apologize to the cast and crew, but I also want to congratulate them for the way that they've handled it and for the way that, uh, you know, all of you listening, the Broadway community have kind of come together in support of this show and one another and just reinforce that like this is a very big story going on in the Broadway world right now. Um, so don't take this as an opportunity of, oh, I'm not going to feel safe at this show because they are doing everything in their power to make sure that the safety of their audience members and their company and cast members are, uh, at at the highest priority. So just know that, uh, you will be safe and you will be protected and they are increasing security and all the things and, Hopefully this will not detour, yeah, like detour you from seeing the show, but instead it will encourage you to see the show. So um, that's all I'll say on this. There's so much I can say and so much that I want to say, but that's 
kind of all I, I, I feel the need to say at this moment in time. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on. That's that was definitely the biggest story of the week. Um, we also have um, a couple other things to mention. I want to shout out since we're doing congratulations. I want to send out congratulations to Laura Bell Bundy. Uh, Laura Bell Bundy it was it was announced that her. Uh, she is going to be returning to Broadway after like almost more than like 15 years or almost 15 years or something like crazy like that. She's going to be coming back to Broadway in The Cottage directed by Jason Alexander. And for those of you who don't know who Jason Alexander is, you know who Jason Alexander is. He was in Seinfeld. Um, he was, is a bro- big Broadway guy. Like he, before Seinfeld, I, I believe uh, he did Broadway and that's kind of like how he got his start. So it's going to be very exciting to see his directing style. And then of course, joining Laura Bell Bundy is going to be Eric McCormack and Lily Cooper, which Lily Cooper is also part of the Take a Bell family. And yeah, it's just an exciting thing. And another casting announcement, Laurie Metcalf and Sophia Ann Caruso will uh, be starring in a Broadway th- thriller called Gray House. Um, it's Levi Holloway's award-winning play, Gray House. And uh, that'll be coming to Broadway very soon. It, obviously, we have some crazy plays coming to Broadway and some absolutely crazy um, stars uh, coming to and or or coming back to Broadway in this season. So it's going to be a very fun season to cover, a very fun season to talk about. Um, So congratulations to everyone involved in those plays. And I also want to shout out Ashley Loren, who is going to be departing Moulin Rouge on April 9th. Um, Moulin Rouge had a lot of cast announcements this past week as well. Um, Derek Lena is going to be rejoining the show very soon. Um, They announced that John Cardoza is going to be uh, the Christian out on tour, uh, very coming up. And, um, yeah, we have Ashley Loren departing the Moulin Rouge on Broadway. Who's currently playing Satine. Uh, no casting announcement has been yet for like her replacement or anything, but whenever I hear anything, I will let you folks know. And, uh, cause you know, Moulin Rouge is still one of the biggest shows on Broadway right now. It's crazy. But every week, you know, you look at the Broadway grossings and everything, and it's still a top Broadway show. Every night, it's almost at full capacity. So very exciting. And it was very encouraging to hear that uh, Parade, the first preview, was fully sold out. So um, hopefully, I, it's glad to see that, you know, slowly but surely, Broadway does appear to be coming back and coming back at, like, great capacity every night. So um, very encouraging to see uh, from all aspects. And something else that's very encouraging to see is the young future of Broadway and I'm so excited to be a part of that you know um I'm not I I said this in the interview but I was like as a young kid you're so well spoken but like meanwhile in reality I'm like literally only like four or five years older than this kid and I felt bad but uh he is an absolute treat this week's guest, Walter Russell III, is a name that we're going to be talking about for many years to come. He kills it every night, eight shows a week, um, well, four shows a week, but he kills it all the time when he's on over at MJ the Musical, and he had the... I, I had the a pleasure of talking to him right before a show this past week. So here he is, Walter Russell III, curtain up. All right. This week's guest is the third youngest artist to win a Grammy Award. You may know him as Little Michael Jackson or even as Young Simba around the world and on Broadway. So it is my pleasure to welcome to Take a Bow, Walter Russell III. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm so happy to have you on. You're you're like the young prodigy of Broadway. Very exciting. It <laughs> <laughs> must be very cool. Take me back to the beginning before you found all this success, both on Broadway and around the world on tour and stuff. How did you get started? What made you want to become a performer and like want to sing and stuff? I mean, from a very young age, I I always wanted to dance and and I love to sing. And yeah. I, I haven't I hadn't done a lot of acting at that time, but I knew I always wanted to. And so, you know, I did little school plays and a lot of people noticed me and then I just got calls to do all these auditions on Broadway (laughs) (laughs) and and it was it was a really fun experience doing all that stuff and yeah my 
first big gig was Lion King on tour, and it was like the most wonderful experience. And like it being my first Broadway show, it was such a wonderful experience, and it it just gave me so much more expansion on how big like this industry is and I mm. wanted to do more of it so yeah it changed your life yeah it did it really did <laughs> that's awesome and how cool is it you know like with a show like Lion King and even MJ I mean like those are both two things that like if you say the Lion King to anyone they know what it is if you say Michael Jackson to anyone they're like oh yeah the king of pop you know like to be in such a, a show that's so recognizable and probably that you were fans of beforehand, how cool was that to kind of tackle those shows and start to perform as those people? Uh, so ever since I was as young as I can remember, I I always loved Michael Jackson. Like yeah. he was my he was my favorite artist. Don't so, you share a birthday with him? I do. I do that's share a birthday sick. with him. So I felt like it was just more of a connection than I actually thought. So wow. I I used to dance in my living room. My mom has just like a bunch of old videos <laughs> dancing to Billy Sheen and singing. And it was, I I felt so alive when I was doing all that stuff. Mm. And so like, if I could, if I could tell that three-year-old me that I would be <laughs> In the next ten plus years, he'd be like, "You're, you're knocking my socks." You're off. lying, <laughs> right? That's crazy. Um, that's so fun. You know, with Michael Jackson, with MJ, it's your first show that you originated a role. So you know, you got to be, be, do the whole like process with it. You know, tech previews. All of that you got to do the cast recording. I mean, how cool is it to go through that whole process with the full cast, as opposed to like something with Lion King that's kind of like a well-oiled machine at this point. It's been on Broadway forever, so I'm sure it's, it was a different kind of process that you had to do in, in learning the show and all the things. Yeah. So like you, so just like you said, yeah, Lion King. It was already a full-fledged play. It's seen mm. a bunch of stuff. So basically, it was just popping. They knew what to. They already knew what I had to do, so they just placed me in there. So, right. but MJ, it was so fun because you were able you were able to kind of create this character as well, especially yeah. originating it. And so, the fact that I was able to bring my own style to this was a phenomenal. Like, I never, I never thought I'd be a part of an original cast. I've always wanted to, but yeah. the fact that I was able to originate such an amazing show as like MJ was just so cool. And the process of the the acting and like the stage and seeing it all together and just communicating with other cast members, mm. and then even like the process of the album, like. Even then, we were kind of making new stuff to put on the album to see what we could do and then bring it to the stage to be so they will be like, so this is what's the same and what's different. And right. so the fact that I was able to just craft that whole that whole play and kind of make it what it is right now is just unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. It's it's awesome. And I've seen MJ maybe two, maybe three. I definitely two times. Uh two or three times and you absolutely kill it. I've only seen you actually as little Michael. Uh <laughs> it, it, so it's it's crazy. I picked the best nights to go. It's awesome. Um but yeah, seriously. So I mean, for those of you who may not have gotten the chance to see MJ yet, there's three kind of generations that we see of MJ of Michael Jackson and I'm curious to know like through the whole process that we just talked about and creating the show and everything what was it like to kind of work with the other Michaels to kind of like was there a moment that it was like oh what can we use off of each other to like kind of foreshadow things or maybe have some similarities since we're all playing the same people like what was that like for you? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. 
there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So it was, it was a, at first it was definitely complicated because we, we didn't really know each other. Sure. All three of us didn't really know each other. Like one, one was there from like the beginning. I think every, all of the Michaels there were new. Like they weren't doing workshops wow. or that. They just came in. So wow. the, so it, we had to find a way to bring it together and communicate. There's one scene where me and the old, the, the big Michael, uh, they we have like this scene and we and we have yeah. to communicate and do the same exact thing but we can't see each other mm. so so we just have to so i remember we on for like a whole week we just worked on that timing and that communication and that like knowing like this is when it's gonna happen and right. Like I've been with these guys for over a year and we've just grown so much like mm. them. They were, they were there for all those big moments. And like, they saw me change, switch to a different role. They were there for the Grammys and they were there yeah. for the recording. We were there for the Tonys. We, we were always rooting each other for something. Mm. And we just grown to be just brothers and, I love those two so much. Oh, that's awesome. It's, you can totally tell like there's a special relationship, you know, between you, Tavon, and Miles, who play all the iterations of Michael. And it totally shows because, and you kind of need that, you know, as an audience member, it's like, you know, you're looking at your younger self in a way. So to see that relationship that you all share with each other, it's really, it's really special. And it's really wonderful what you guys are doing up there. I love the show. It's literally one of my favorite shows. Um, <laughs> if you can't tell, <laughs> well, I'm curious because, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, MJ and, and on Broadway and everything. I'm curious to ask you about the tour life with Lion King touring is very different compared to Broadway. So as a young kid too, what was that like for you? Talk to me about like school and how that was kind of a thing and just touring in general. So but before I did anything on Broadway, the first thing I did was the tour. Right. So right off the bat, it was a totally different experience. <laughs> so, so during Broadway, it was just like, for Lion King, it was just one rehearsal and we wouldn't have to stay anywhere and it was all in one place. On tour, it was completely different. They'd always have to tear apart the stage, pack it up, yeah. go to a truck, go to a ne the next place, which would probably <laughs> take maybe like three weeks to get to and then yeah. rebuild it. And the other th th things would be like the stages would be different. Some would be bigger, some would be smaller. So that would be so that would be a challenge, and we'd have to find a way to sort of change choreographies so we wouldn't be too far off the stage that we fall off. So oh, God. yeah, so and then we do that, and then we repeat it all over again. And we so I did that for about a good year, but they wow. just passed their fifth year anniversary, the tour. So. They've been doing that for a good five years. It's it, I know it, it has been a struggle, but it, it's so I think the best part about it 
is seeing all these amazing and wonderful cities like mm. like to be able to tour and just go all across America without having to like be like having to like know where next right where where, where to like I'm pretty sure the best part it wasn't even in it wasn't even in the country uh we went to Canada wow for a good two months and it was in the summertime and it was just so beautiful and I got to see a whole different part of the continent right. that I never thought I was able to see until like maybe like 10 plus years and yeah. So the fact that I was able to explore all those cities and just and not only to explore them, but also to perform there and give everybody a show there is yeah. just, is just so amazing. It's interesting. Like you bring up the a point that it's like, I, I can't imagine that tour specifically. You know, you have so many giant pieces of that show and you have the choreography is very could, i'm sure is very different because you know at least on broadway you got people walking down the aisles and you've got people on stilts and all the things like are you able to like go into the aisle of every like theater around the world like is that a thing or was that a choreography change there too thank thankfully there is aisles but on on broadway there there are sometimes like places there are like sometimes like like seats that right. cast members go up to and they do their scenes there sometimes right. we don't have that sometimes we actually have to do that on the aisles like mm. i i went to la like a few like when i was in la i i went to see lion king and mm. normally they'd be up top but they were on the stairs at the because they weren't they wow. didn't know because there wasn't a place to sit on top of there so right. they, so they had so they just had to change that choreography to where they 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 couldn't interfere with the sort of interfere with the storytelling while changing the choreography and it was right. very interesting and I'm pretty sure it was complicated for everyone who did it, but it still turns out amazing. Yeah, are you? Were you a fan of the Lion King before you got the role? I only saw Lion King once. And yeah, that, it was it was like my third Broadway show I saw. Wow. It, yeah, it and it was that it was a very fascinating show because I've seen the movie like mm -hmm. a lot of times. I wouldn't say I was a fan but i did like it i like i liked it i love the play and i and that kind of made me feel like since there were kids who were on the stage like me i was like i want to do that and so when they were holding auditions i was like oh great time right and and you know like it's interesting because i i, I mentioned before like you may have to change the choreography going to state to state but I wonder, like, did, did you have to, like, change anything after doing the tour and then coming to Broadway? Was there a big difference kind of there in that transition? When it comes to Broadway, there's a lot more jumping for the character. Oh, really? It, it There's a lot more animated. There's, like, a lot of animated style. Mm. And there are and there are some different things that that are in Broadway and tour. On tour, there is, for Pride Rock, they come out the wings. For for Broadway, they come up from the floor. The Pride Rock comes right. up from the floor. And there are some times where on tour, I'd have to run and hit a spot. There, on Broadway, they would just lift me up. <laughs> and, wow. And it was the fact that they couldn't do that, they couldn't have those assets all the time is because we're in a different place so sometimes they might have they may not have a place to to lift it or there might not be a big enough space for it to go down so that that's i feel like those are the biggest differences sure what broadway wow it must be so fascinating just to kind of 
be there for it all, you know, and kind of experience both of those different experiences and and, and such wonderful experiences, you know, like a, a opportunity of a lifetime. It's got to be so cool for sure. And you're so young, you know, and you've already accomplished so much. I think you're the youngest guest that we've ever had on the show, actually. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's cool to, to get your perspective of it all. What about school? Talk to me uh, about how you kind of balance all of that. Uh, school was probably the hardest part because mm-hmm. they they I was so far away when it came when it came to the tour I was so far away, like I wasn't I wasn't there. So they what they would do is that they would like send me like everything and then <laughs> my tutor would print it out and I'd just have to be like okay and then I'd have to be like. So is it this time? It's like, no, you got to do this. And then it's like, okay, so can I do this now or later? And right. it, it was complicated. It was very complicated. But now that I, I'm, I'm from New York, so now that and my schools are in New York. Oh, wow. So if it is like a two-show day and I do have to leave early, they're like, it's okay. So they totally understand. Also, it's a professional performing arts school. So they totally understand. Do you so, go to PPAS? I do. Oh my God. That's where I went. I don't know if you know this. So I was actually in Pippin and Finding Neverland when that was on Broadway. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, of course, same deal. You know, like we had to get out early. We had to do the the shows. And, you know, if there were rehearsals during the day or whatever, and they had to be, uh, it had to be close to the theater and, and, you know, they had to be working. Oh, my God. What grade <laughs> are you in? I'm in ninth grade. Uh, ninth grade? You're a freshman? Yeah. Get out of here. It, wow. Yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, well, that's very that's very cool uh, in learning how that all works. You know, it's a it's a odd thing, but it's pretty special when the school is able to work with you. Because I I was in shows where the schools were very difficult for some people. But yeah. uh, that's so that's so great that you're part of that uh, you know system kind of thing. Um, talk to me about this Grammys, uh, ordeal because that, (laughs) you're already getting excited. I love it. Um, this is insane. So Fire Shut Up My Bones is the first opera composed by a black man to be performed at the Metropolitan Opera. You had the chance to be a principal vocalist on (laughs) the album and, and all the things. Talk to me, first of all, about the experience of doing that. And then we'll get into the whole Grammys things because it, it's amazing. Uh, so the so it just we just got out of COVID. I'll, I'll say that mm-hmm. I was still doing multiple auditions, and I my manager came across this opera, and I wasn't like the biggest opera guy, and I still kind of not to today. Uh, uh-huh. So it's it was like <laughs> hmm, I was like opera. I don't know about this. <laughs> Did you have you ever sung opera before? Not at all. I just Oh my god. <laughs> so I was like, are you are you sure? Are you sure you want me to do this? And they're like, oh yeah. I mean like, yeah. I was like, okay. So that was like one of the first in-person auditions that I did after COVID. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they they looked at my bio and like like two weeks later they're like you got it i was like okay (laughs) wow like for a good month i was learning how to sing opera wow and you know at the same time i was also re-auditioning for mj wow oh so after covid you had to re-audition for it yeah because they they couldn't get any little kids because the COVID vaccine wasn't oh. them at the time. So, so I had to people only the kids who were able to get the vaccine could audition. Mm. But we already, but I already got the opera, so I kind of, kind of just like I kept it in mind. But like, <laughs> right. my focus right there was the opera. Mm-hmm. And y- there were so many people who like came to the opera and and like Spike Lee came to the opera 
He came, he came to opening night and he he was he came and he was like he he came to me and he was like you are amazing. He was like what sh- what shoe size are you? I was like oh. I told him my shoe size and I was like the next uh, don't worry I, I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you like the freshest pair of Jordans. Stop it. And I and I thought he was lying because he had oh, one too many. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Okay, but the next day, (laughs) a huge gift bag of Crooklyn shirts of not of sixteen nineteen beanies and the and the newest pair of Jordans. Wow, and that explains it. Your outfits are fire. You're you're always in the freshest fits. Signed by him. (laughs) (laughs) By him, I didn't. I never wore them. Wow. That's amazing. I was like, wow. And even then, like, one of the other biggest black operas that happened before it was Porgy and Bess. Mm. And it got nominated for a Grammy and won. And and so even then, I wasn't really like, well, this won a Grammy. I wasn't wasn't thinking about that, you know? Right. And so during opening night, one one of the scouts from MJ came. Mm. And they saw me, and they wanted me to audition. And then the next wow. day, I was do. And then the next day, I was doing rehearsals for NJ, and then leaving early to go to the opera. So you were doing double duty. I was. Wow! Oh my god! Well, that's insane, and that seems like a lot. And kudos for you because you obviously deserved everything that came of it, which happened to be a Grammy award. <laughs> which casually, you're just a 14 year old Grammy winner. Um, no biggie. <laughs> um, but I mean, how cool is that? Like, we, when you were first of all, just like attending the event had to be so much fun, right? I mean, I I want to talk about what I find I found out. Like, you know, talk I, to me about it. It was just the weirdest. It was just the weirdest thing. I wasn't really feeling good that day, so I mm. I called. So I didn't go to the show that day. I didn't go to MJ that day. Wow. And and that same day, the Grammy list came out, and mm. uh, the re the only reason we were looking at the Grammy list to see if MJ got nominated. Of course, and it and it did, and we we were just posting and stuff, and we were, we were <laughs> like, oh my god, this is amazing! Wow, wow, wow! And you know, like a few hours go by, and I just hear from the, I'm in my room, and I just hear from the living room, <gasps> Walter. I'm like, what? My mom is jumping up and down. She's like crying. Oh. I'm like, what's going on? She was like. The opera got nominated. I was like, "What? No way!" She was like, "Your name is on it." You're like, I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> no. Wow. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And we just called like everyone we knew after that. Yeah. We like, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You will not believe this. <laughs> Literally, I mean, two Grammy nominations in one day. That's got to be. Uh, that's got to be pretty cool. One of the best days of your life, I'm sure. It was. Yeah. Well, then attending the event had to be very fun and and, and another great day once you found out you won. (laughs) Talk to me about that. Well, it was so the Grammys took place in L.A. and it was great because a bunch of family members were like 90 percent of my family was in California. And so they were just kind of scattered around in California. And so they all came to L.A to mm-hmm. to see it so we they all were like sitting at the tv uh oh. i brought i brought um uh, four people i have i brought three other people with me my mom and two of my cousins and oh. and we we were just waiting it was like we so the first thing we did was we got an uber to go to the red carpet oh, which and, had to be so cool it was so cool, but we were the fact. The funniest thing was we were waiting in line, and all of a sudden, all these paparazzi are like flashing behind us, and we're like, "What is going on?" And we see Doja Cat walk in. No way! I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And I was, <laughs> I was like, "I forgot you." I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, yeah, it was amazing as well. Of um, course. But you know, after that, 
after we did the red carpet and stuff, they were like, do you want to go inside? Because our nomination isn't until like two hours. And I was like, yeah, because um, Miles Frost, he he hosted like a part of the right like the first part of the Grammys. Yeah. So he wanted to see that. So yeah, a few a couple hours went by and they got to our they got to our uh, category and we're my heart is pounding on my chest like everyone is like fidgeting. Oh. And we hear Blanchard and we just go insane. I yeah. just come up from my seat and I start walking. Yeah, <laughs> and I just started walking, and you know the rest is history. Honestly, listen, let me tell you something because I, I was watching the Grammys, and then of course I watched your like all the posts that were coming because I follow you and, and a bunch of like Broadway yeah. things and whatever. MJ, I think even posted it. You you ended up giving a speech, and let me tell you, your speech was incredible. Like it was really good. <laughs> And now talking to you right now, like, I'm not surprised, but, like, did you ever think, like, going into that day, were you like, oh, my God, I'm about, I I may give a Grammy speech today in front of Doja Cat, Harry Styles, all these crazy people, you know? like (laughs) Yes and no. Like, like, obviously, my mom was like, you gotta, you gotta make a Grammy speech if you win. I was like, oh, gosh, I wrote a list down of who to thank on my phone, and my mom was like, I, let me get your phone so I can take pictures. I was like, you can't do that right now. I was, she was like, because like, my acceptance speech is on the phone. Right. And, and she was like, oh, okay. And I'm glad I and I'm glad I brought that because I probably would have blanked out. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, that that's awesome. So you totally prepared a speech and everything. That's it was a great speech. It was so sweet. You know, you touched on every kid. Uh, you know, wants to all they can do is thank their parents for the sacrifices that they've made, um, and, and the support that they've showed to make you know us live their live our dreams. You know, um, and I'm sure your parents are very proud of you. You know, with uh, winning all the things and all the success lately, and I'm sure your MJ family are are also very proud of you. It's like how cool! I know MJ. You know they it they didn't win, but they really did because you know Miles Frost was hosting. You won, so you had some MJ love there. How cool was that? Oh, when I got back from LA, oh. <laughs> It was so amazing. Like they just decorated, they decorated the front door of my room, and it said VIP access. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and they they got balloons, and they were all like, friends. and there were one of my cast members. Uh, he plays Barry Gordy. He he yeah. knew from the start. He was like, you, "You're gonna win." I was like, oh, "Stop!" And then when I. And when the one I got by, he was like, "What did I say?" <laughs> Is that Antoine? 
Antoine L. Smith. Yes, come on. Antoine came on the show before. Antoine is the best. No yeah. surprise there. Oh, that's so fun. And for those of you listening at home, you know, if you didn't get a chance to see the show at the Met Opera, you can actually listen to it on, on Apple Music, Spotify, yeah. on all the things. And you can listen to Walter uh, Walter's opera. It's, it's <laughs> wonderful. Search up uh, Blanchard Fire Shut Up in My Bones. Uh, and it's recorded live. So they like recorded one of your performances and made it into an album, which is super cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The the pro that process was was crazy because some of us some of us had mics and some of us didn't because some of us could project more and some of us couldn't and mm. what they did all they did was just hang a bunch of mics like around yeah. the stage and they just and that's all they got and the fact that and then I was like oh my goodness is are they even gonna hear anything and then, <laughs> right. they did thankfully but it came out great. You got a a big voice for your your small size, I guess. You know, you got you got quite the pipes in there. Um, <laughs> uh, but but like performing on Broadway is one thing, but like I think people don't really understand how small like Broadway theaters are, you know, and you know this after going out on tour with Lion King, I'm sure you've uh, performed in huge houses out there bigger than your MJ theater now, but the Met Opera is even bigger, you know, and, and even it, it's huge. I mean, what was it like to perform on that stage? And were, were you kind of, I mean, I'm sure you were nervous, but like, did you kind of figure like, wow, this, could you see how big you, uh, of a space you were performing in? I did. We, I remember us practicing with the orchestra mm. and they were down there and I, and I just took a look up and I was like, wow, that is big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I you, was you like, were correct. oh gosh, I had to project. <laughs> Yes, you do. You got the mics, though. It worked. It worked out. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, listen, I, I want to ask you, because I, I mentioned, like, you know, back in 2015, 2017, or whatever it was, um, I was on Broadway. And I'm curious, you know, there's not as many Broadway kids out there now, because um, there's just not as many shows with kids yeah. in them right now. Hopefully they they come back and there's a little bit that you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm curious, you know, like what do you do like as a Broadway kid in between shows, you know, or, or, or kind of, you know, you're working and you're doing school. Like, how do you what do you do nowadays to to kind of, you know, remember that you're a kid? <laughs> well, I'm actually up school for a whole week. So what I'm right. Is I'm playing just dance with the other kids. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, That's fun. Uh, on stage we're dancing, backstage we're dancing, and we are getting a lot of cardio. <laughs> there you go. So dance is like your fave. Yeah. Okay. You know it's interesting because back then we would go to this park on Forty Third Street. Uh, on Forty Third in between Eighth and Ninth, and like the Matilda kids, the Les Mis kids, the Finding Neverland kids, the Lion King kids, we'd all go to the playground and and kind of like go on the swings or go play basketball or do something fun. So I was curious, you know, if there was any sort of uh, new traditions that the kids are doing nowadays. I wouldn't say it was new, but I feel like the latest thing that we've done was we went bowling. Like Oh. And that was very it was fun. Super. It was super fun. Do you win? Uh no. Ah. You know, it's okay cuz when I go bowling, I still have to use the bumpers. <laughs> I hope they let you use bumpers. Uh Sadly, they did not. <laughs> no. Oh well, no. Well, we lost. <laughs> that's all right. You'll get it one day. Um, well, that's so exciting, Walter. You're you're a pro at this. You know this whole podcasting thing because you actually had. I want to mention your podcast that you had yourself, uh, the Pupcast, and that was so fun. It was with your Lion King's castmates. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what it was that I just. I interviewed all the Lion King kids, past and present, and what what it, it was just it was the, how I just talked about what their experience was, and right. how and 
how they began. It, it's kind of like this. It's but, kinda, yeah, okay. But it's not it's not as good as yours. Like yours is just okay. Get out of here. You're very sweet. Thank you. Um, well, and and that's still available for people to listen to, right? Yes, it is. So they can find that on like Apple Podcasts and all and that kind of mainly on Instagram. <laughs> you can find oh, mainly on Instagram. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll check. Where do we check that out? Leave your Instagram handle so that everyone can find you and follow along on your journey. Yeah, you can find it uh, at wr three h r l m all lowercase. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's basically it basically just all about us hanging out and chatting and. Well, how uh, Lion King is going for us. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's very exciting. And, and it's something that hopefully everyone goes and follows you and follows your journey because this is just the beginning. Uh, before I let you go, I wanted to ask if you wanted to play a quick little game with me. Yes, of course. I love this. Yes. Okay. We're, we're excited for a game. It's called A Few of My Favorite Things. It's a little play off the sound of music over here, but it's basically a game where I just ask you a bunch of your favorite things just to get to know you a little bit more. Cool? Great. <laughs> All right. So I got to ask, what's your favorite MJ song? Oh, you know I can't do that. <laughs> you know that's the one I had to start with. <laughs> I don't. Okay, you can give me top three if that's a okay, little bit easier. You. Thank you. Top three: Billy Jane, mm-hmm. um, Off the Wall, and Baby Be Mine. Really? Wow. Those are some like different ones, you know, like not the usual, you know, you hear thriller and stuff, you know, that's awesome. Great picks. All right. What's your favorite MJ dance move? I know you're a dancer. The moonwalk. (laughs) The moonwalk. How long did that take to to learn? Was that difficult to learn? For me, no. (laughs) No? You're just, you, you love it. You love to dance. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite in between show snack or or pre show like you know? Meal? Maybe Capri Suns. It's Capri not Sun. a snack, but we have just a refrigerator that's stacked with them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite costume that you've ever worn? And this is could be an MJ. This could also be in Lion King. Like any show that you've done. Wow. Uh. My young Simba Klausu. I feel like that's yeah, yeah. How do you wore makeup, right? In yeah. That, how long did that take? That took like thirty minutes. The makeup? Wow. Alone. Oh my god. Like alone. Did you have to do it yourself? No, thank goodness. Oh, I was gonna say, wow. When I was in Pippin, I actually had to do. Uh, I had. I was a clown for the first like two scenes, oh, yeah. and I actually I had to do that clown makeup myself. It was crazy. I had to take it off myself. Okay, you had to take it off yourself with like the wipes and everything. Yeah. But I'm sure it didn't fully come off at the end of the night. I'm sure you had to go home and shower and everything. I had just wipes like prepared. Oh, man. Yeah. Craziness, right? Um, What's your favorite musical theater show that you've ever seen? That I've ever seen? Hmm. Would it be biased if I said MJ? <laughs> no. Have you seen it? Have they let you see the show? They so I I remember we had um we had like two weeks straight where it was all performances and they uh-huh. gave each cast member a day where they could see the show. Stop. And, and I saw it and I was just like, oh my, this is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That that's so awesome. I, I, that's so cool that you got to see the show. You know, it's very rare that they do that. Wow, that that's great. I, you got to experience it from the way that uh, we all ha- do. You know, when we go see the show, I love the show. I would. I I've said it before. It's my favorite show of the season. I think it got robbed at the Tony Awards and all the things, which is something else that you went to, which is so cool. Um, but yeah. I, I just think it was amazing, and that's all my the game that we have we had played. But Walter, that's all I have. If, is there anything that else that you kind of wanted to talk about, or is there something that you want to promote and you just want to shout out real quick? Uh, I want to I want to say just catch MJ. <laughs> catch MJ. 
that's a great place to leave off. So thank you so much, Walter, for coming on the show. Uh, really appreciate it. And you have a lot to uh, take a bow for. So thank you for coming on this week. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take a bow, Walter Russell III. <laughs> I mean, this kid blew me away, and I'm sure he blew all of you guys away. But just talking to him about... Um, in a way, it's weird to say, but in a way, it was like I was speaking to a younger me. And that was a really cool experience uh, as an interviewer. And I could have talked to him all day, you know, very similar experiences. I mean, obviously, I, I don't have a Grammy Award to my name, but he is a Grammy Award winner, which is very exciting. But just talking to him about the theater and kind of him discussing not just what he does, but also what everyone else around him does. And it just reminds me of myself and, and making sure that, you know, you could tell that this kid is a sponge. You know, when he is backstage, he is soaking everything in while having fun all at the same time. And that was very much my approach to, uh, you know, being a kid on Broadway and, and trying to learn and continue to learn. And, you know, I thought that uh, the, I hope that you all kind of like learn something because it's fun to hear these stories about, you know, being a kid on Broadway because it's such a different experience uh, as opposed to anyone else, because we don't fully understand being a kid on Broadway. And we also don't like fully understand that it's a job. Um, you know, we kind of do it for the fun and the love of it. And now it's, it's cool to, to go back to that and to see that and, you know, to talk about what it, what it's like to do schooling and everything like that. Like we haven't had a kid on the show in a long time. And, you know, originally there was like a kid every other episode on the podcast. So it was nice to kind of bring it back to that. Hopefully you all enjoyed uh, listening to an episode like that and uh, having our little Michael Jackson on the podcast today. And uh, it's cool that he shares a birthday with him too. He's literally the, the little Michael Jackson. It's a pretty cool thing. And just to have someone from MJ on is always fun. So everyone go check out MJ. Like he said, that was his final request before uh, leaving the show. And uh, yeah, go, go follow him. Cause he's, he's a treat. He's a hoot. And uh, you all will love his little videos and dances and stuff that he posts on Instagram. So definitely go check him out. This is a kid that we're going to be seeing for quite some time. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next for this guy because he's going places and very, very cool, very well-spoken. And congrats to Walter for all his success. And thank you all for uh, listening to this week's episode of Take a Bow. As always, I appreciate you. And I hope that you all had an amazing week last week. And I hope that you all have an amazing upcoming week. And go go support the theater. Go support the arts. Because why not? You know, it's a special thing. And we all love it. So don't hide it, you know. Uh, I can't wait to go see some more shows. It's been a minute since I saw a show. So I'm going to go try to go to some shows and uh, I can't wait to keep you all posted. So until then, bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's current call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Warren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.